Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So I just got back from um, a trip to Israel and Italy. And I'm very confused in how I talk. Like I've been talking in Spanish with an Italian accent and it's very confusing. So I apologize if I sound strange, if I try to talk in Spanish. Um, I tried to talk in Spanish also while I was in Israel and realized they speak Hebrew, <laughs> not Spanish or Italian. I'm just barely making it with English, honestly. So we're all on a journey, but um, it was the most life-changing trip to be able to go to the Holy Land and to be able to be in these places that I've read about in the Word of God my entire life, basically. But um, probably one of the more significant moments that we got to experience is we went to the Jordan River and my husband and I got to get baptized together in the Jordan River by Pastor Jurgen, And we had never been baptized together. We both have our own baptism testimonies. I got baptized as a young adult and it was so significant. I still remember the feeling of going under that water and coming back up. And then fast forward, we were at our church and the Holy Spirit had spoken to my husband. He, he has shared this testimony before, but in a nutshell, basically God had said, You're, I'm not going to trust you with ministry until you get baptized. And so Mike wasn't ready for ministry. So he was like, great, I'm not going to get baptized. <laughs> but if you come to this church long enough, you start to get healed. You start to get vision for your life. And he was actually baptized um, like, what, eight, nine years ago by now campus pastor of Salt Lake, Pastor Matt Tuggle. And, um, and so we had been baptized a long time ago. And honestly, Going into that day, going to the Jordan River, I thought of it more of like, oh, this is going to be cool. I'm going to get to see, you know, where Jesus got baptized. That's amazing. And I heard rumors that when you get into the water, fish might bite your feet. So I was a little bit, I was honestly, I was thinking more about getting my feet bit by a little fish than I was about the experience I was about to, to go into. And oh my goodness, you guys. Now being on the other end of it, I almost can get emotional talking about it because that was a really significant moment. And we kind of went into it like, oh, this will be a cool experience. But now being home, and I was talking about this with Pastor Mike, it feels different. Like we really feel different. And I was praying this morning and the Holy Spirit said, you feel different because you in the season that you are in with your husband got baptized and it marked a new season for your ministry. And um, I actually have a picture of us right after we got baptized. There we are. They make you wear, wear really long white um, robes. <laughs> so, um, but that's the Jordan River. That's literally exactly where Jesus got baptized. And um, the account of baptism is actually through every single gospel. I want to read really quickly the Matthew account, Matthew 3, 13 through 16. 
I'm actually going to jump forward for time's sake. But um, Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized... He went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him and a voice from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. It was so important that Jesus himself was baptized by John. It was significant because The baptism of Jesus marked the beginning of his ministry. He was alive on earth for over 30 years, but the second he got baptized was what initiated the rest of his life. It was a before and after, and that baptism symbolized so much. It's so important to God, the symbolism of water and baptism. And I also want to encourage you, right after Jesus gets baptized, if you know your Bible, what happens? He's tempted in the wilderness by the enemy. And I want to encourage some people in here tonight. Maybe you've recently had an encounter on this altar with the Holy Spirit. And you went home, you're like, oh my gosh, like the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. This is amazing. And then, bam, the enemy is there, tempting you, putting you into the wilderness. And if it was like that for Jesus, take heart. Take heart because you have everything you need and more to overcome, just like we sang that song, that victory is yours. Yes. Give an amen to that. But I love that um, the Bible really highlights water as a symbol. It symbolizes the Holy Spirit. It symbolize, it's the very first thing that God created. When there was nothing, he created the earth. The very first thing he created was water. It symbolizes purifying. It symbolizes new life. It symbolizes um, an ending to thirst. Have you ever been extremely thirsty? And then you finally get that drink of water and you're like, oh my gosh. Yay, I needed that drink of water so bad. Water represents so much to God. And tonight we're gonna celebrate these beautiful people getting baptized and handsome people getting baptized. But as we watch them get baptized, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, as you watch them, what what is he doing in your life? What is going to be in the water spiritually that you need to leave behind and come up and step into? What ministry does God have for you? What destiny does he have for you? Will you allow the Holy Spirit to put an end to one season and bring you into the new? We work with God. And tonight I want to highlight three words that I feel like are going to help us process this thought. And it's one that I've been processing with the Holy Spirit myself. Because um, in a world that wants to honestly make you thirsty, like it, it can't provide any satiation. It only will make you feel weak and it will take from you. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, there are people in here tonight that are so thirsty and you've been trying to drink physically. You've been trying to reach for the things that the world has to offer. But what you actually need is the living water. And that's going to be offered to you tonight. There is something in the water. Amen? Amen.
So my first point is return. Return, which is actually another word for repentance, but I hate saying repentance because it has this bad rap that the enemies put on the spirit of religion has just stolen that word, but it's actually the most freeing word ever because it means that how you're living, you don't have to fix it. You just actually leave it and go to a new way to live. And um, I want to read a couple of scriptures Acts 2.38, it says, And Peter said to them, this is in the New Testament, okay? This is after Jesus died. He raised from the dead. He went to heaven. And then the acts started to happen. Action of the church. So Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we see here Peter sharing the steps of getting baptized physically so you can experience leaving your old life behind, coming up into your new life, actually dying to your old life, coming up, a rebirthing in that water. But then on the other side of it, you get to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit where you're filled with that living water on the inside. So there's the external and then there's the internal when it comes to being baptized. The enemy hates when church talks about the internal. It's like, yeah, do the, all the external. Get sprinkled, get submerged, do all the external, but don't let God get in. And that's why we see the spirit of religion just exhaust people all the time. But another message from the other time. And I'm, I'm passionate about this because honestly, this is our commission, okay? Jesus gave one job to all of us believers and it's in Matthew 28, the great commission. Therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's why we're in church. I'm teaching you what the word of God says. We're baptizing people. We're actually doing it, you guys. Like we're, we're growing our family. We're actually experiencing what God has for all of us. And Jesus ends by saying, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. How comforting is that? He's with us. He's here tonight. So maybe you find yourself walking into these doors feeling a bit exhausted. Maybe you are trying with all your might to fix something in your life, to fix a financial situation, to fix a relationship, to fix how you view things, to fix your temper, to fix, you name it. How you fix it is to actually return. How you fix it is actually to give up on trying to fix it and surrendering it to God and allowing yourself to experience the living waters. Is this making sense? Baptism is important to God, so it's important to us. And we get to experience baptism, not just when we actually go under the water, but we get to experience baptism every single service when we say, you know what, God, I need you to to purify me from the inside out. I need you to search my heart. I need you to cleanse me, cleanse my mind from these tormenting thoughts. We get to actually experience that something in the water every single time we get together and worship and come around the word of God. Which leads me to my second point, 
revived. So what happens after you return and you leave behind the old is that God begins to revive you. He begins to revive you. Titus 3.5 says he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. How incredible is that? Romans 6, 3 through 4 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. I want you to really understand this, okay? When you actually say, Jesus, I choose you, when you actually give your life to Christ, then that means that what was you is no longer yours. You actually die to yourself. And there's something so powerful in that. And it's something that is challenging because you know, it's, it's easy when you're like at the end of yourself, you're at the end of your rope, you've hit rock bottom, you're like, oh, I'm nothing. Jesus, come rescue me. It's easy in those moments, right? But what I want us to really choose tonight is to fully experience what it means to have nothing left to hold on to, to give your entire life to Christ. I don't have to defend my reputation because it is no longer that I who live, but Christ in me. And the only reputation that I am going to live for is the reputation of Jesus Christ. When I go through my life, if I cling to the word of God, if I'm constantly allowing the Holy Spirit to baptize my mind, to baptize my life, when there's nothing left of me, then I don't have to prove myself to anyone. I don't have to defend myself to anyone. I, the only person that I care about is Jesus in terms of what my life needs to reflect. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, and this is a huge broad stroke. Like it could be the silliest thing, like am I wearing clothes that are not silly? <laughs> like I'm 35 now. I love my young adult friends because I'm always like, is this right? Like, am I doing this right? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I used to know how to dress, and now I'm like, it's a shot in the dark. I don't know. Um, it could be the silliest little things, like comparison or, you know, approval of man, to really, really huge things of like, oh my gosh, somebody from my work just found out that I'm a Christian, and now I'm worried that my job is on the line. Um, it could be... If my family finds out that I'm going to a church that's not Mormon or Catholic or Jewish, then I'm getting kicked out of my family. And wherever you find yourself in these situations, we all have a choice to make. And in Romans, it is saying that when we choose baptism, we're choosing baptism into death first. And there's some of us in here that are saying, okay, I'm going to go in, but I'm leaving my Achilles heel out. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna halfway submerge. I'll put my pinky toe in, but that's it. But God is not asking us for just a part of us. He is asking for all of us. He gave his entire life so that we could have a fullness of life. And there is no such thing in the Bible as a half life. And in fact, God says that he hates the lukewarm. Just choose. Either choose to not be in or choose to be in, but don't choose to ride the middle and smear it for everybody that's, that's witness. Does that make sense? And so we do have a responsibility to choose. And I have family members right now that aren't ready to choose. I'm going to keep loving them until they're ready. But I, I respect the fact that they're waiting before they fully die and be baptized into death so that they can then come up into fullness of life. And there's some of you in here that haven't fully experienced the baptism of death so that you can fully experience the baptism of life. Just like it says in the scripture, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You are a new creation but you are only a new creation after you say, you know what? <laughs> I'm giving my entire life to you. I'm giving my dreams to you. I'm giving my kids to you. This morning as I was praying, I realized that I had misinterpreted a scripture for my entire life when it says, cast your cares upon the Lord. And I had always thought of that as being like casting your worries, casting the things that you don't want anymore. And the Holy Spirit was like, no, no, no. You're actually meant to give me the things you care about. Like, will you cast your children to me? Will you cast that dream to me? Will you cast your talents to me? Will you cast your marriage to me? He wants all of us. He doesn't want a portion. He doesn't want a sliver. He wants all of us because he's a selfish God, but he's a good God because what's on the other side of that is fullness of life, a completely new life, an abundance of life, life and life in abundance. This is the gospel. This is what invitation we have at our fingertips every single week. And it's how revival begins. The world does not need a lukewarm church. Honestly, it has plenty of those. What the world needs is a church that is fully died to itself and fully come up out of that water in new life. And that is why we have the reputation that we are different. We are set apart. People come in every single week. I just needed to see for myself. I have heard the worst things about you guys. I'm like, really? From who? From people that don't go to your church. I'm like, no way. Like, yeah, actually, they hate God. I'm like, well, I'm so glad that the right people hate me. <laughs> there is something in the water, guys. Can you sense it? Can you feel it? Which brings me to point number three, released. So once you return, you have an opportunity to be revived. And once you're revived you have an opportunity to be released. Because everything is not just for you. It is all about you and it's not about you all at the same time. 
And I love that we get to have in our Bible the Old Testament and the New Testament that complement one another so beautifully and show that God has always had a plan. He's always known. He's always, he's not ever been worried. And I love, I love the security that comes with that. In Joel, which is way back in the Old Testament, Joel 2, 28 through 29, it says, it will come about after this, that I will pour out my spirit on all of mankind and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We are in the generation of the outpouring of the spirit of God. We are in the season where there is such a clash that we are able to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We're able to experience getting baptized, not just underwater, but baptized in the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus did. Romans 6, 4 says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We're released not because of what we do. If you think that Christianity is about doing the right things, then let yourself get ministered to tonight because it's from the inside out. And I think this is the point that the Holy Spirit really wants all of us to understand. And even for you guys getting baptized tonight, when you experience going under that water, you're gonna physically feel that water all around you, you're gonna feel going underneath the water. But what's so miraculous and what's so incredible is that you're gonna actually experience the living water coming onto the inside of you. You're gonna experience the Holy Spirit coming onto the inside of you. And it's the most incredible experience and feeling to not just be made new on the outside, but to be made new from the inside out. And there's a story I wanna highlight in John when he meets the woman at the well. And I'm just gonna read the last part of it, but I would encourage you to read the whole story in John 4. In John 4, 13 through 14, it says this, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water, referring to the water at the well, will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And it's this beautiful picture of our hearts as pastors for you guys. If you need us to sustain your relationship with Jesus, then we're not doing it right. <laughs> because we can't live out your Christianity for you. But what Jesus is saying to the woman at the well and what he's saying to all of us tonight is that, yes, you're gonna go through life where you're gonna get tired and you're gonna need some water and you are gonna thirst off and on all throughout your day. But what Jesus has to offer us is the living water. And it's not just one portion. It says that it's a spring of water. It's a constant source of life where you can tap into it. You can drink from it. At any point in your day, you can call on the Holy Spirit and He will be there in an instant. How incredible is that? 
never cuts us off. He's never like, hey, Katie, thanks for talking to me. I, I want to hear what you have to say. I want you to keep experiencing, you know, all the fruits of my spirit. But just hang on for two seconds because I'm going to go over and hang out with Rudy really quick. It's not how he works. He gives us each a, a spring that we get to tap into. And tonight, he is offering that same water to each and every one of you. And if you feel dry, if you feel parched spiritually, then maybe, just maybe, it's because you've been so focused on the external that you have actually neglected the invitation that the Holy Spirit can actually put inside of you through Him. He is symbolic for water. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the living water. Allowing the Holy Spirit to put a spring on the inside of your heart so that you will never, for the rest of your days, ever have to be parched again. It sounds too good to be true, but that's the gospel. It's true. It's the Word of God. And I'm telling you, church, the more time you spend reading the Word of God but experiencing the Word of God, the more we're gonna see our communities transform, the more we're gonna see legacies change, the more we're gonna see generational curses break off. It starts with us. It's for you and it's not for you all at the same time. Yes, give God an amen. So I want you guys actually to all stay seated, but I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit to I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit minister to people in their seats before we bring up those that are getting baptized. Um, because I wanna, I wanna give anybody in here an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to actually put on the inside of you that spring of water welling up that will be there for eternity. And I know because I'm a pastor with my husband that life can throw a lot at you. And there's real things that you guys are facing. I'm not ignorant to that, I'm not naive, but I'm telling you that no matter how parched you feel externally with situations, if you can just accept the invitation of Jesus giving you that water, allowing you to drink from that everlasting well, that spring, I'm telling you, you're gonna go through things, but it's not gonna leave you in a place where you're not gonna experience victory. It's not gonna leave you in a place where you're not gonna experience the withness that God has for you. So if you are needing to be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight, if you would like for Him to come and give you that drink that you've been craving, I just want you to stand up in your seat. Just go ahead and stand so I can pray. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pray right now. Yeah, go ahead and stand up. It's beautiful. There's a beautiful presence of God. If you feel tired, if you feel exhausted, if you feel frustrated, if you open your Bible and you don't know where to go, these are all um, ways that you know that you need that living water, that living well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for every person that's standing and saying, fill me, Lord. I am like that woman at the well. And may, we might be thirsty again, 
but whoever drinks the water that Jesus is going to give will never thirst. And so right now I pray, I pray over every person that's standing in this room that right now they would physically experience a releasing of your Holy Spirit. I release the Holy Spirit. I release the living waters of, of you, God, to come in and to quench and to heal and to purify. There's some of you in here where the Holy Spirit, now that he's flowing onto the inside of you, you're gonna begin to see the little blockages. You're gonna begin to see those body parts that you've tried to keep out of the water. And I want you to give it to him. Cast those cares upon him because he loves you. So Holy Spirit, right now, I pray for a cleansing. I pray for a renewing. I pray for a refreshing. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do what only you can do right now. I release your presence. I release your power. Fill every single person in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If everyone could stand to their feet. What I love about church is that Jesus calls us his bride and he cares about us being together. He cares about us meeting with one another, celebrating one another's victories, being with each other through those hard moments. And, and if you look around, these are your brothers and sisters. These are the people that you can call. These are the people that are gonna celebrate and we all are going to celebrate these magnificent humans that are about to be baptized. We're so excited for you guys. So I'm just gonna have all of you that are getting baptized, if you wanna come to the front, I wanna pray a blessing over you. And then if you are a family, uh, family member of anyone getting baptized, you can just stand behind them because right after I pray, I'm gonna dismiss you guys first. So how this works during construction project is um, we actually have our baptism set up in our church lobby, which is where our big kids are. So I'm gonna pray over them. And then what we like to do is kind of have like a little parade, basically, where um, we're gonna all, I'm gonna dismiss the service. You guys can get your kids. And then we're all gonna follow them over to the lobby and we're gonna celebrate and be their, their witnesses. We're gonna commit to you guys to be there for you after this, to encourage you to read your word, encourage you to serve, encourage you in Christ. Wow. If you guys could just stretch out your hands towards these magnificent people and these incredible kids in a prayer of you guys. God, I thank you for every single person that is saying yes to getting baptized, that's fulfilling what you have commanded them to do through your word. And I pray right now, just as their shirt says, all things new, you have the most incredible life in store for them, that they are leaving behind the old and stepping to the new. And I thank you, Jesus, for their testimony. It says that we overcome by the power of our testimony, by the blood of the lamb. And I pray, Holy Spirit, as they get baptized tonight, that they would experience everything that you have for them. I thank you, God, that their old life is no longer, that their new life is here, that tonight marks the rest of their life, a new season. And as we celebrate and cheer them on, may we have a full understanding of everything you have for them. I release your Holy Spirit over them. I release the fruits of the Spirit over them, the giftings of the Holy Spirit. I see you guys prophesying. I see you praying for people and the Holy Spirit, healing people through 
through you. When you pray, you have the authority of Christ on the inside of you. I declare right now, Holy Spirit, a new level of authority and freedom over every single person that's getting baptized, that the things that used to torment, the things that used to discourage them, now they have victory over it. Now it's their testimony. And I thank you, Jesus, that we get to celebrate with them as their church family, God, that we get to see the gospel lived out tonight over and over and over through each and every one of them. So I pray a blessing over them. I pray protection over them, protection of their homes. I pray tonight as they sleep that they would have dreams that are gonna be spiritual dreams, good dreams. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're gonna show them what lies in store for them in their future, God. And we give you glory for everything that you're going to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all pray, church. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.